0: Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls. This is a podcast to help you to live your life by design and not by default. And on this evening's episode, we will be discussing the forbidden fruit. The forbidden fruit. So, I just want to take this time to just give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, for allowing me this platform that I can continue to deliver these pearls. And this is the information that we need to save our nation and also to save ourselves, to redeem ourselves, to place ourselves in a proper position that we may have the life that we were always destined to have and not continue to suffer for lack of knowledge because the people perish due to lack of knowledge. What type of knowledge, you may ask? Knowledge yourself. Because we take time to learn about everything else, all type of philosophies, all type of religions all type of sciences but very rarely do we take time to learn about ourselves and i'm so grateful that we have an opportunity to do that today and in this age and in this time and the time is now it's now time that we look within and learn about ourselves so that we can truly be living our best lives In this episode, we're going to hit on a situation that has been a very, very misunderstood and controversial uh, subject. Many people say many things about what the forbidden fruit is. I've heard stories that the forbidden fruit was, of course, the woman bit an apple from a tree and because she bit the apple she disobeyed God and that caused God to get pissed off and angry and upset and cursed humanity because of the so called ignorance of the woman by eating the apple and because she did this because she ate this apple Women was forced to have administrative cycles and bleed. Uh, They was forced to have painful childbirths. And they was also forced to be the servants of a man. All because the woman ate the apple. Then, I've also heard stories that the whole concept of eating the forbidden fruit was a situation where you had some sexual misconduct going on where you had the woman she was actually messing around with the serpent in the garden and was impregnated by the serpent and because of this she committed an ultimate sin against God of course you know that sin would probably be infidelity or adultery or something like that but this was the reason that the curse was given out and because of that the woman was punished and she was forced, you know, to have administrative cycle, and she was forced to be a servant of her husband, and also it caused enmity between the serpent and the woman, and you know we talked about enmity. enmity against divine feminine in the last episode so they say the cause of that was because of the forbidden fruit being eaten or being consumed by the woman then I've also heard various other stories about what the forbidden fruit was you know some people say well it was a pomegranate it wasn't an apple it was a pomegranate and you know you have different debates about exactly what the fruit was you know it's all type of stories that's going around about what that whole concept is so I really want us to talk about that tonight because we truly need to have an understanding of what this forbidden fruit was and how does it apply to us today and if this was a situation where I guess this woman was curious about how an apple tasted and she wanted to eat an apple and then she shared it with her husband and you know they had it together and humanity was punished because they ate an apple or any, a pomegranate or whatever the fruit was that grew from the tree You mean to tell me that here we are eons later and we're still suffering the consequences because someone wanted to eat from a tree and we got a God that supposedly will send his son his only begotten son to die on the cross for the sins of all humanity to forgive all the sins that humanity ever committed but he couldn't even find it in his heart to forgive a woman for being curious about eating an apple and then at least she even shared it with her husband right She, she didn't just keep it from him she came back and shared it with him so it's a very interesting concept and it's very interesting how long this has been a debate about what the forbidden fruit was and you know so many people are like very very passionate about this whole concept of the forbidden fruit and then you know you hear things like people say dating outside of your race or being with a a, a different ethnicity you know that's forbidden fruit like I've, I've Heard things like they said, uh, a Caucasian female was always the forbidden fruit for the men of African descent. That was considered as a forbidden fruit, or sometimes they would say that the men of African descent was the forbidden fruit of the Caucasian women. They give like you the story about about back in um, the times of um, forced servitude and they said that the men of African descent would be killed or assassinated for sleeping with the Caucasian female so you also had the story about Emmett Till, and you had Emmett Till, he got severely beaten and killed because of a situation of which he supposedly was in the elevator with a Caucasian woman and she made up a story and she lied and said that he was trying to make advances at her in the elevator and this 14 year old lost his life over this situation all because of the forbidden fruit I guess you know so this is a serious serious concept that we really need to revisit and need to understand of what this forbidden fruit actually is so that we can evolve from these ancient interpretations of these stories that was delivered in the ancient text for our edification so we need to get a proper perspective of what it was all about so when we come back from the break we're going to dive into the forbidden fruit so stay tuned on no pork and all pearls and we'll be back And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And this evening we're dealing with the Forbidden Fruit. So we really need to get a great understanding of what this Forbidden Fruit is all about. So let's dive into it. Now, we need to go to the origin of this whole concept and... If you go to the King James Bible which is the story that most people use and you go to Genesis chapter 2 and you look at verse 16 and I'll read it and it said that and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die alright so that's the verse that everybody uses right there and they said that what fruit was eaten was The apple. It was an apple that was eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the only tree in which God commanded the man not to eat of. So let's go actually to the discretion and let's see if we can find something about the apple tree in the actual discretion and see. So if you go to Genesis chapter 3 and we can go to start at verse 1 excuse me and it says now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and he said unto the woman yea have God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said unto the serpent We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat and the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons okay alright so even in the, the actual discretion we still don't see anything about an apple being eaten but what we do see is it was a fruit that The woman desired to be made wise. And she saw that the fruit, you know, was pleasant to the eyes or it was pleasing. You know, it was like something that was good for her. She was like, okay, I can go with this. This is this is cool. I can see that, you know. But. I still don't see anything about a pomegranate or apple or any other type of fruit that you can eat physically so at this point in the story we need to eliminate the whole concept of eating an apple we need to x that out right now like no more apples (laughs) no more apples once once again no more apples we got to get that concept out of our mind the forbidden fruit was not an apple there's nowhere in there that says an apple. Nowhere. And trying to imply that it was an apple is is folly. You know, it's just, you know, it's not wise. It's not to even try to put something in there that's not in there. You know, so we need to eliminate the whole concept about an apple. It's no apple. So. Hopefully this is. The last time that if anyone ever thought that it was an apple that was eaten in the garden, then I hope that that would eliminate the whole concept that it was an apple that was eaten. So the questions that we need to ask, though, is we need to go back and we need to look and examine the story a little bit closer because it actually said that God said that they can eat of every tree of the garden of all the trees in the garden except of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that's strong he said of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat like all of them Every means all. So, if he said you can eat of all the trees, and then he said, you know, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. For in that day thou eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. So, he said, every tree except one. Or is he saying eat of every tree and not just one hmm that's something to think about because you got a situation okay you got all the trees like every tree you can eat of every tree like you go to say a forest or whatever and you see like it's every tree or whatever like you know you got all the trees together Every tree you can see, like, okay, you can eat of all these trees, but then it's one tree that's closest to you, it's one tree that is basically in the very, very close proximity to you. is easy access, it's very, um, I guess, convenient, and it's something that you know you can just. I guess, easily partake in and you can easily be sucked into a situation where just eating from this one tree versus going out, venturing off and looking at all the trees that you see in the whole forest. Like, you know, go eat from all the trees. You know, every tree that you see, you can eat from them freely, you know, go get it from all of them. But the tree of knowledge and good and evil, don't eat from that tree. he said for the day that you eat of that tree you surely gonna die now people talk about the die concept like what was meant when he said that he will surely die clearly if the woman ate from the tree and then she shared it with the man just the fact that she shared it with a man she didn't physically die because It said, like, once he eat from the tree, she was going to die. So she ate first. She ate. And then once she finished eating, she actually shared it with her husband because he was there, too. And after they ate, they lived to go to the next chapter and they faced their judgment. They got punished. And they still was alive during the judgment session. And it's funny because let's see what happened. With the judgment session, like how were they judged? What was the verdict? So if you go to Genesis chapter three, go to verse. Let's go to verse twenty. Verse twenty. And it said and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living unto adam also and to his wife did the lord god make coats of skin and clothe them okay he made coats of skin and he clothed them mm. then verse 22 it says and the lord god said behold the man is become as one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Wow, that's very interesting right there. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way To keep the way of the tree of life. Okay. So clearly they didn't physically die because the man was drove out of the garden and it said he had to go forth to till the ground from whence he was taken. So if he had to go until till the ground from whence he was taken I mean he had to go perform some type of work or some type of labor or something. So if I'm knowing that someone is getting ready to die, I'm not gonna go and tell them to go out far away and go back to where you came from and go work the land. If I know you're gonna die, I mean... I guess I would be probably preparing to burial place for you or whatever so that you can, I guess, be buried back to the ground. Like, you know, it would probably make more sense. Like, you know, and he buried the man in the ground in which he came from because he died and his wife, too, if that was the case. But now nah, he sent them off. And then he put up some cherubims and a flaming sword in which it says... So it can keep the way of the tree of life so that they wouldn't be able to go to the tree of life. And God was also concerned with them being able to go and eat from the tree of life and eat. And then it said to live forever. <laughs> so hold up. So um, wait a minute. So it said like he was going to go and die if he ate the fruit, but they ate the fruit and they didn't die, they got punished. And the punishments was he's gonna kick them out to go work the land. And then they put up these uh fire, uh, flaming swords or whatever with the cherubims, which is like some angels or whatever, to guard the tree of life so that the man won't come and eat again from the tree of life. If you're gonna die from eating from the tree of good and evil, if you're supposed to die when You ate from that tree, but you ate from the tree. So now you get punished and you get kicked out the garden. And then he put no guards and stuff to put a watch against another tree. And he never mentioned about eating from the tree of life to not eat from the tree of life. He never mentioned not one time. I'm sorry, I keep saying he God never mentioned not one time that they were not allowed to eat from the tree of life. That was not one of the stipulations. He said, you can eat of every tree. But from the tree of the knowledge and good and evil, you can't eat. Or you will surely die. But they did eat. They didn't die. And clearly God knew that they wasn't going to die. Because God kicked them out of the garden. And he sent them back to where where the man came from to work. And then he put up guards so that they couldn't ever get back to the garden and get in so they can't eat from the tree of life. So, clearly, the death was not no type of physical death. So, hopefully, we don't debunk that theory that, you know, eating from the, the tree of knowledge of good and good and evil was going to cause them to die. So, then people say, well, it was a spiritual death. It was like a death between... God and man or whatever well there was a spiritual death this is definitely true there was a spiritual death but the whole thing is hmm what caused this spiritual death like how was the spiritual death played out like you know if if um we need to understand what spirit is, you know, like can a spirit die? Is that something that can even die? So if, if a spirit can't die, then how could it be a spiritual death? Mmm Wow. I know I'm probably just messing a lot of people up right now. A lot of people probably just real confused right now, like what what are you talking about? You know, I'm all confused now. Physically he didn't die. He said it was a spiritual death he said it was a spiritual death but then he's like okay a spirit can't die you know no a spirit cannot die a spirit is eternal so the spirit could never die so if a spirit could never die then how was a spiritual death well you got to stay tuned to the next segment we're gonna get into this a little bit deeper so stay tuned to no pork and all pearls and we will be back Thank you for tuning in to No Pork and All Pearls. And we're talking about the forbidden fruit. In our last segment, we just talked about no more apples. You know, we have to put away the whole concept of eating from an apple or eating from a fruit. There was no apples. It was no pomegranates, it was no fruit so that had to come to an end, that that whole concept needs to die and we also talked about how it was no physical death that occurred and it wasn't a spiritual death that occurred not in the sense in what most people think that a spiritual death is, so there was no spiritual death and there was no physical death, so what we gotta do To really get to the bottom of this and to get to the root of this whole situation, we need to go and do a word study. We need to understand some of these concepts that's being laid out in this story about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like we need to understand what does it mean to eat? We need to understand what does it mean as fruit? Like what is the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? So, what we want to do right now is I'm going to go to my metaphysical metaphys- dictionary, which I use G.A. Gaskell's, and that's the dictionary that I choose to use. But he talks about eating. Gaskell defines eating as a symbol of the acquisition of knowledge as sustenance for the mind by means of sensation and experience. Also, in a higher sense, the reception of spiritual food, which is wisdom, truth, and love. Okay. So that's eating. Now, what does it mean by the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Gaskell defines that as a symbol of experience acquired through the activities of the Lord nature and the development of the moral nature okay so once again the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is a symbol of experience acquired through the activities of the lower nature And the development of the moral nature. Okay. So now. Let's look up what the word die means. And to find the word die. I actually had to go to my Webster's Dictionary. From 1935. And. The definition of die. Means. To pass. Into an inferior state. situation to pass into a inferior state or situation all right so just by looking at those three words eating the fruit of the tree of the forbidden of the knowledge of good and evil and also dying just by using just those three words right there you kind of get a context of what's being discussed here So it's basically saying that your lower nature or the experiences that you acquire from situations that you experience with your lower self is designed to help build you up. But it is not to eat for spiritual sustenance meaning for you to gain wisdom for you to gain truth and for you to gain love so that you can understand those things you can't eat those things or you cannot consume those things from your lower nature and think that they're going to help Feed your higher self your higher self don't eat from your lower self your higher self feeds your lower self and it it controls your lower self if you allow it to but you can allow your lower nature to take over and control your higher self but you will not grow and you will not develop in that way and basically what he was saying to them was that they can eat from every tree He said, You can eat from every tree in the garden. Like every tree you can eat freely of, meaning without hindrance. Like go and look at all the different trees. All the different trees is all the different ways of life, all the different information that's available, all the different types of learning, philosophies, like all things that's available to you in your world because your world is your university. Your school of learning, your place of development for you to excel and for you to evolve into a higher state of consciousness. Everything is laid out before you so that you can learn and you can grow and you can develop from. But then he said, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil don't eat from that. Because that's a tree that you basically, it's in the middle of the garden, meaning it's like at your lower state, is at your developmental stages, it's at your place of being unconscious, where you're basically developing and you're growing and you're evolving to get to a state where you can start to eat. From all the other different trees that's available to you or all the other different ways of learning and knowledge and information that's out there for you. But what happens is many people, they take the experiences that they learn in their lower state and they try to apply it to the higher state. And what I mean by apply it to the higher state, like you take these things that you learn on a lower level as truth. And you, you try to gain wisdom from these things where you have a limited realm of knowledge and a limited realm of information and a limited realm of understanding or overstanding. And you don't truly even understand what's been at play or what's going on, but you develop lifelong concepts and you embed these things into your subconscious mind and you start to believe that. You got all these other things that's working against you because of things that has happened to you. And the whole concept of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil is basically talking about the law of karma. It's talking about the law of karma. And basically. With karma. It's not good and it's not bad it's like every action has a corresponding reaction so whatever you put out is what you're going to get back but when you start looking at one or the other like oh this is good or oh this is bad like this situation is bad or this situation is good when you start looking at like one side versus the other and you focus on one side like oh i'm gonna do this because this is good you're missing it Because it's not a good or bad. It's like you basically bind into an illusion that there are two powers at play versus one power, which is the power of God. The power of God is the only thing that's at play. But when you start thinking that there is something that's opposing the power of God, like you think there's evil forces that's working against God. Now, you fell into that whole illusionary state that you got something that's working against you versus taking responsibility for your own actions and gaining the understanding that I'm in control of everything that's at play. I'm the one that's directing my path. I'm the one that's causing things to happen. And the reason why things happen is because of the law of karma. So if I'm doing something that's good, Meaning if I'm doing something that's agreeable, then agreeable responses are going to follow that. But if I'm doing something that's disagreeable or that's not in alignment with what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, then disagreeable things are going to happen. But it's not something working against me It's that I'm in violation of the law of karma or I'm actually in alignment with the law of karma but it's not a good or bad it's not either or it's what I'm doing is causing this to happen so whenever you start buying into that concept that there's two powers meaning good and evil then you will surely die and as I read the definition of die die means to pass into an inferior state our situation so basically what he was saying to them was that if you buy into this whole concept of one thing is good or one thing is evil and you start focusing on that meaning like yeah yeah you know i'm trying to stay on the good side and i'm just gonna focus on everything that's good and i'm gonna neglect the other side because i feel like that's bad i'm out of harmony i'm out of balance And now I'm causing myself to have separation with the true power, which is the power of God. Meaning I don't put a split between the one power and I'm choosing a side. You know, I'm choosing good or I'm choosing bad. It's not a good or bad. It's God. You got to choose God. And like I told you before in the last episode, God is good. So choose good. Choose good, meaning God, meaning the one power, not good or evil, good and evil. It's not good and evil. It's all good or it's all God. It's just that one power. So you need to focus on the fact that there's one power and that you are connected to that one power. Because if you don't think that you're connected to the one power, then now you've placed enmity between yourself and God. Or you've caused yourself to die, which is putting yourself into an inferior state or situation. So, when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this whole situation with the forbidden fruit. So, please stay tuned and we'll be back to No Pork and All Pearls. We're back to no pork and all pearls, and hopefully, we're getting a great understanding of what the forbidden fruit concept is all about. And when you get an understanding of what the forbidden fruit concept is all about, then you need to understand what can you do to get back to the garden, because as we stated earlier. The punishment was putting the man out of the garden. And, you know, if God said that the man was going to surely die and we said that to die means to get into an inferior state or situation, then how can we get back to a superior state or a superior situation? Well, the way we do that is through the law of non-resistance in Romans chapter 12 and verse 21 it says be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good and as we talked about in a previous episode we got the understanding that God is good our good is God so to work with the God energy, you have to use the law of non-resistance. And that's how you can overcome evil, which is mean which just means to live backwards or to live in opposition to God. So you basically have to use the law of non-resistance. Whenever an individual uses resistance, All that they're doing is they're creating a hell for themselves. It puts you in a state of like torment and it causes you to go back and forth. Like when you're resisting something, like I said before, with the law of karma, what you put out is what you get back. So when you resist something, you're going to get resistance in return. So you're creating a state of torment, which is creating a state of hell. That's what's going on when you're resisting everything. So to counteract that, you have to start getting to a state of non-resistance. Whenever you're faced with an opposition or a situation, if you try to run from it, then basically your situation is going to run after you. Just think about if you are dealing with an animal, a wild animal or something like that, and you go to nature or whatever, and you look at a, a dog. If you're afraid of a dog and you're using fear, and you just take out running, you start running away from the dog, normally what happens is the dog, will run after you. You know, I'm sure most of us can relate to that. I remember when I was real young, I was afraid of dogs. I was so scared. And every time I see a dog, I'll take off running. The dogs would run behind me and chase me. And I'm running and hopping over gates and, you know, going over cars and getting in the back of... Uh, pickup trucks you know trying to get away from the dog but the dog would always continue to run after me but it wasn't until I was in a situation where I think I was cornered by a dog and I had nowhere to run and I just faced the dog and I just looked at him and the dog faced me and the dog looked at me and we just stared at each other we just looked at each other and Eventually, the dog just walked away and I walked away. And from that point on, I never ran from dogs again. Uh, I think I was like maybe seven, seven years old or so. But after that point, I never ran from a dog again. But that's an example of the law of non resistance. You could only get the right idea of what non resistance is through proper spiritual understanding and what I mean by that is that you have to have a level of maturity and you have to have a level of faith which is confidence just knowing that you have the power of God working within you that you can utilize at all times and you have to know that okay the situation that I'm seeing right now is a temporary situation and it will pass away because anything that is not true it will pass away just like when the sun comes out in the morning in the evening time the sun will go down and it's going to pass away but it'll be back again tomorrow So, you have to know that things are temporary. Situations are temporary. And the reason I use the sun analogy, rising and falling, is because there are going to be times when everything is going to be sunny. It's going to be sunshiny days. But then there's going to be times of darkness. But the beauty is, in the times of darkness, it's normally a precursor to the times of light. So a lot of times when you're trying to manifest things and you're trying to see some magnificent things happen in your life, you may have a period of darkness. You may seemingly have a period of a lot of opposition and a lot of challenges may arise and occur. And if you're thinking that there are forces that's working against you, you will abandon the power of good or the power of God. And you'll start trying to figure it out on your own. And you'll start trying to do things with your own strength and your own merit. And try to counteract the darkness. You'll try to fight it. You'll try to go against it. When in reality, the thing that eliminates darkness is light. Because once the light comes out, the darkness will be gone. So you have to basically just embrace the darkness... See it for what it is. Don't get caught up in the illusion as if what you're trying to manifest is not going to happen. Don't give up on your desires and the things that you want. Because the things that you want, you will have them and you will, will obtain them as soon as you get that thought in your mind and in your heart. And you line them up. And then your actions follow suit. Your actions Go along with what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're thinking. When all three of these things are lined up, you're definitely going to get what it is that you're asking for with no doubt. But if you can just get two of the three things aligned line up, if you can get your thoughts and your feelings lined up, you're going to manifest what it is that you're looking for. If you can get your actions and your feelings lined up, even though in your mind your thought may be trying to tell you that you're not going to get this Um, something can go wrong and all this, all that could be going on, but you can always defer those thoughts to your imagination and allow the hopes and the dreams of what you want to see and what you want to accomplish to override those negative thoughts. As long as you can feel that you deserve what it is you're trying to get and you put the actions forth of what it's going to take to get it, you're going to still get whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. But when you start utilizing fear and you start utilizing doubt, then you're not going to obtain it. You're going to get exactly what it is that you're feeling, which which is that you can't have it or that you're not worthy of it or that it's not going to happen for you. So utilize the law of non-resistance in order that you can start seeing the manifestations in your life that you actually want to get whenever you see a situation and it looks like it's a potential failure don't look at it as if it's a failure look at it as if it's an opportunity to learn it's a, just an opportunity for more growth you've just learned a lesson of what not to do you didn't fail you learned of what not to do you learned something that's invaluable like okay, I'm not going to do that that's not what I do I'm going to do this and you keep going don't give up many times though when you start seeing stuff that's going on in your life and it seems like it's out of balance and it's inharmonious it's because there's some type of inharmony that's deep down within you so when you start identifying these things in your life and you start seeing things that seem to be out of balance, start going within and searching within yourself and start really examining what's going on within you. Because once you get yourself in alignment and get yourself harmonious, your situation will start changing. You know, a lot of times people, they say prayers or they try to do things to change other people. It's like, well, you know, I really wish my mother, my father would change or I really wish that my brother or my sister would change or I really wish that my children would change or I really wish that my spouse or significant other would change but the reality is is when you change yourself then Your situations will change. So we cannot continue to think that something, some type of a curse or something is causing us to not succeed or to not be able to manifest the things that we want to have in life. We got to take responsibility for our own actions and for ourselves. And we need to understand and realize that it's us that's causing these things that we're seeing and experiencing in our life. It's just us. And when we're dealing with the forbidden fruit, the forbidden fruit is buying into the concept that there is multiple forces versus that there is only one force. And the only one force that is at play is the force of god or the force the force of good because all things was created for your good it's for you to evolve for you to develop the law of karma from things that you may have done in your unconscious state or in periods of time when you weren't going the right path or you weren't going in the right direction as far as what you wanted to manifest, you have to understand that the law of karma is not good or bad. It's just what it is. It's like if you were doing something wrong, I mean, something that's disagreeable, then disagreeable actions are going to result from it. So when these things are happening, don't get down on yourself, identify what's going on, understand what the cause was and make the corrections because it's, As soon as you start going in the correct direction, then you'll start getting the correct responses. And it's simple as that. Whenever you start going the right way, you will start experiencing peace. You will start experiencing experiencing harmony. You will start bringing yourself into proper alignment and you will start having the proper balance that you need in your life. So... The way that we get back to the garden from eating the forbidden fruit, which we all have eaten from the forbidden fruit, because no matter what school of thought that you came from, many of us have always bought into there was some type of force that was opposing us and going against us. Whether you think it was the devil was going against you, whether you think it was the government that's going against you, whether you think. It was the opposite sex that was coming against you whether you think it was young people or old people that's the opposition or whatever whatever type of opposition that you bought into that you thought was causing you your problems is none of that the problem is you the problem was you had enmity against God because you st- stopped utilizing the power of God and you disconnected yourself from God meaning that you didn't understand that you and God were supposed to be one operating and working together how do you operate and you work together with God you go to your mind and you cause your mind and your thoughts to line up with your desires and what it is that you want to manifest and you believe and you have faith that it can be done and it will be done and it is done and then you will receive it but you can't have contradiction you can't have doubt you got to hold on to that thought and that you got to know that it's going to come to pass because we are all connected we are all one We're all fragments and pieces of the one, but we're all one with different reflections. It's just like if you look at the color scale and you got your rainbow colors. You know, you got your red, green, you got your blue, you got your yellow, you got your orange, you got your violet, and you have all these different, manifestations of light because a rainbow is light different spectrums of the light which causes different vibrations of the light which project different imageries of that light but it's still all from one light so when you understand that all the light the different colors is all coming from that one original light But it's just different manifestations of that light. That's how we are in these human forms. We're all different forms of that one supreme light. The one supreme power. The one God. Our good. So I hope that in this episode we learned something. And that we will eliminate this whole concept about being angry because a woman ate an apple. In fact, I'm grateful and I'm thankful that a woman ate an apple because the apple is one of the healthiest fruit that you can eat. It has so many essential minerals and nutrients inside of it that can help the body help, help replenish the body and restore the body. So That was one of the wisest things that a woman could ever did was to take An apple from the tree. And eat it. So I'm grateful for. The ancestral. Ancestors and. The great mothers and the great fathers who. Did take apples from the tree. And that they ate them. Because your food should be your medicine. So that was actually a beautiful thing. And they demonizing. Women. From eating apples from the tree. Man come on. No. No more apples. We can't do that no more. But. The forbidden fruit is something that we've all eaten and we need to stop eating from the forbidden fruit. And we need to use the law of non-resistance so that we can get back to the garden and we can get back to our complete self and that we can do the proper manifestations and we can see positive things occurring in our lives. So until next week. I just want to thank everybody for continuing to support, continuing to listen and continuing to pass the word about No Pork and All Pearls. And we'll be back with another episode next week of No Pork, All Pearls. Until next time, peace and love. Shalom.